Welcome to Facebook and Twitter for Business, brought to you by TheDailyMarketer.com. Each week, Facebook and Twitter for Business brings you tips, techniques, and strategies from leading experts, authors, and business leaders on the use of these social networks in business. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your online presence and prosper. It's never been easier to listen, measure, understand, and engage your audience, both internal and external. This is the digital water cooler of today. Today, you'll be listening to John Smiley, social networking expert, interview Jason Bax of businessunusual.net. Jason is an online entrepreneur and entertainer. He's wowed business audiences in Canada, the USA, the UK, and University of Sydney, Australia. With over 50-plus TV appearances and 400-plus hours of keynote, keynote presentation, he is the founder and curator of businessunusual.net, a website dedicated to uncovering the world's most unusual businesses, affectionately dubbed The Bun. He believes if business isn't fun, you're wasting your life. Please welcome Jason Bax. Hi, John. Thanks for having me, and hi to everybody who's listening. Great. Thanks, Jason. We're glad to have you. We're excited. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, you know, to start, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, John, I've spent years and years sitting in front of a computer screen trying to figure out how to uh, market on the Internet, how to build business on the Internet. And um, that's what I've been doing. And uh, while I was doing that, I was also an actor. So for those of you in uh, the UK, US and Canada, you may have seen me as the smiling face of Dell Computers, Nissan, Hasbro, Fisher-Price, Purina, things like that. So uh, while I was building online businesses, and I have, I have over 30 websites, I have 30 websites in crazy and unusual uh, niche markets, uh, Canada and UK would say, and Australia actually would say niche markets, but I have crazy, crazy websites. And a company, an internet marketing company then recruited me um, to become one of their coaches in, in their mentoring and coaching program, teaching other people how to find these little niche businesses. And so I became one of their senior mentors. And then I eventually became the spokesperson for the company. And I traveled throughout Canada, US, UK, and Australia, then teaching these strategies to people in live audiences from stage. And when I was doing that, uh, you know, I met some people who were, just starting out in business, I met some people who had ideas and were crazy ideas. Some of them were, quite frankly, stupid ideas. And I also <laughs> met people who were in businesses and they were in the most unusual businesses. And I was most fascinated by those particular businesses. You know, the businesses that were so weird that they would make you say, what? That, that's a business? Are you kidding me? Right. And right. so I was fascinated by that. So then that's what brought me sort of full circle to curating a website that finds some of the most unusual businesses, business ideas, sometimes even just marketing ideas. Okay. So that's really sort of the, in a nutshell, the evolution, but okay. I am, you could think of me as an internet entrepreneur and entertainer. That's great. Yeah. Uh, your website's fascinating. I've, it's one of those sites that you go to visit when you have a couple of minutes and then it's 30 minutes later, you're still 
you're still on it. So, and uh, I know you're one of the original fans, John. <laughs> yes, I, I was one of the original fans, and, and I I'd believe like to I was. Congratulate you for that. I yeah. have to send you your bun in the mail. That's right. I'm looking forward to it, and I think, and that actually gets to the heart of the matter. When you say I was one of the original fans, I was one of the original fans on Facebook. And so, my next question is, well, how did you get started in using Facebook for your well, business? Yeah. Um. To be honest, I'm a. I wasn't the first guy on the Facebook bandwagon. I actually poo-pooed Facebook for a very long time. And in fact, one of my bigger career mistakes, to be honest, John, was not being on Facebook while I was doing seminars throughout three different continents. And that was a big mistake because people would always ask me, oh, you know, can I find you on Facebook? Can I friend you on Facebook? And I I really didn't want to have to deal with that. I was, I was speaking, I was running a business, and I was acting at the same time. So I was busy. So I just didn't want an extra thing to think about, learn and do. So I abstained from Facebook. That was stupid because those people that were in the audience may not have subscribed to a newsletter or an RSS feed, but they were really jumping onto Facebook and they would have become sort of friends or fans, depending on how I would have set it up. And they would have followed me. And today I would have had thousands and thousands of people just following Jason Bax. Okay. Right. So I actually had to literally start from scratch. So when I started doing business unusual, I decided that one of my, my first experiments was not going to be search engine optimization. I come from that background and I, and I know it very, very well. I generate, you know, lots of visitors to my website doing that. But I thought, you know what, this is a perfect example or a perfect uh, experiment for Facebook because I feel that the the content on businessunusual.net is more uh, water cooler stuff, as you said. I, I love that you said that. It's more of a water cooler topic, and it was some. It's a there's information on here that would really get people to share, and Facebook is all about sharing. And so I thought this is a perfect medium, and I so I launched an experiment to get thousands of visitors in 50 days via, sorry, thousands of fans to Business Unusual in 50 days. Right. And in a very short order, I got something like 2,900 fans to Business Unusual. Wow. I think about 45 days. That's awesome. Yeah. All organic. All organic. Yeah. And did that take a lot of effort on your part? Was there... uh, To be honest, it... it once you've got it figured out, and I really didn't, I wasn't working too, I wasn't really pushing it super, super hard, but it one, the difficulty is in figuring it out and figure out how you're going to use it. And then, and then, so once you figure that out, then it's how do you have conversations via Facebook? That was the next issue. So, because uh, I come from a background where, you know, I place an ad or I rank a website in the search engine, it shows up you know, top five, and then somebody comes to my website and I sell them. Okay. Well, social media is more about this conversation. Either I have to start the conversation or I have to be involved in somebody's el somebody else's conversation. So it's a much different way to think. And to be honest, John, when I first started, I, I felt like my parents did the first time they were trying to set up a VCR. <laughs> you know, it was, yes. it was really tricky. And I kept asking people and I would... I would talk to people who were already successful, and I and I think that's why you're a great resource, mm -hmm. because 
I can't, I can't stress this enough. You need to talk to somebody who's been there and done that, who's gone through all the pitfalls and made a bunch of mistakes. So just to ask them, Hey, what would you do in this case? What, you know, you know, what would you recommend? Because they will save you a lot of time, right. blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. And I talk, I talk to a lot of people, John, a lot of people, and I followed a lot of people as well. Okay. So what, what do you think the top two or three areas someone uh, should be focusing or concentrating on with their Facebook presence for their business? The top two or three areas. Well, the first thing I would say, I'm not sure I can come up with three, but let, okay. me, let me see. Let me give a, a kick at the can here. Right on. Um, I would say that the number one thing you've got to be concerned about, whether it's a website, whether it's a blog, whether it's a newspaper magazine, or whether it's a Facebook page, is you've got to have good, compelling content. Period. If you don't have good, compelling content, then people have no reason to talk about it around the water cooler or the, the virtual water cooler. That is social media. They don't have any. They don't have any reason to talk about it. It's not compelling. They don't have any reason to interact with it, and they have no reason to share. And if people are not interacting with it, liking or commenting or or sharing it onto their wall, in, in the case of Facebook, then then there's no point in being on Facebook. So you've got to have content that is really compelling. Okay. Unusual businesses, the world's most unusual businesses, is quite compelling to some people. Yes, absolutely. Right. Everybody likes a little unusual story. Um, I, I, just the businesses you've uncovered are, are, are incredible. And of course, I think I've noticed that you've you've all. It's not just you uncovering them, but you, you're engaging your visitors to submit right unusual businesses and that really is a great that's brings me to my next point which is engage people you um we've gone from the days of an html static website which is like a newspaper it's like an online newspaper you read the article that's it you know maybe you can send a letter to the editor but that's it right now this is this real 2.0 feel where it's a two-way conversation people can leave a comment on your on your post they can interact with you they can comment with you know discuss amongst themselves and what i'm really trying to do and i know that the more you've engaged somebody like if i'm just talking to my audience they may get my message business is fun hey there's people making money in the most unusual crazy ways uh and if i told them that great it may stick but for most people it doesn't it only starts to stick, and this is just human psychology. It only starts to stick, it re, excuse me, I should say, it really starts to stick when people engage, meaning they're commenting, they're interacting, they're submitting, they're sharing, they're liking. So once they've done something with your brand, okay, once they've right. handled your brand, it's almost like taking a car for a test drive. Once they've handled it, okay, the chances, the uptake, for your idea or your message are are they go off the charts right. versus the old just read just read my thing and check it out and see you later. Right, right. Are you finding that your visitors are then forwarding or liking? You know, do you encourage them to like your posts? Yeah, I do encourage them to like, but I'll tell you the little finding here, John, and for all the listeners, 
is that I find now, or my suspicion now, I should say, is that there's people have like blindness. Because, you know, if you talk to a, uh, a young person, and I'm talking to somebody in their teens who's uh, face on Facebook all the time, they sit, they tend to click like on, on almost anything. If they moderately like something, they'll click like. And I can't tell you the last time when I was on Facebook that I was actually interested in what other people liked. Like if I saw the their stream, I'm not looking at what they liked. Right. So people are, it's kind of this low level, click, low risk, click. And so I think it's less effective than it once was. What I really am striving for is to get people to share and spread the word. So physically share it on their wall. Right. I want them to take, I want the idea or the business to be so compelling that they just have to share with the world. And, and you know, what, what was the last thing you saw on somebody's wall that was a video or a picture or something? like? What was the last thing you saw? I think it was something that you had posted, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. I hate to say it, but... Good answer. Okay. So, <laughs> so what I would encourage you to do is then if it's one of those things you think, man, that is absolutely crazy, and I bet you my friends would really appreciate this, then you would click the little button down below that says share and it would move to your wall. It would take it from your, it would actually put it, uh, I want people to spread the word. I want them to virally share it around. Okay. Right. Right. Um, and, and, it, and that's the goal. Um, do you so, think it's okay? Do you think it's okay to, uh, ask people to share it? Yes. Um, to actively, you know, pursue the sharing. In fact, early on, I realized that even, high-level Facebook, I shouldn't say high-level, incessant, addicted Facebook users didn't really know how to use Facebook. When I would say, hey, man, would you mind submitting a picture to my Facebook wall? They'd say, how? Right. And I thought, hold on. My wife, I'd say, can you do this? Can you share this? And she'd say, well, how do I do that? And I think, holy cow, you look at Facebook all, you know, well, not all day, but, you know, every single day. I'm new to it. And, you know, I've, I already know this. So don't overestimate the sophistication of your audience. So my point is, early on, I actually made an image that was that really educated people as to how they were going to share. I said, look, please spread the fun, share the bun. Here's how you do it. And there was an image with two big arrows that pointed down to the share button, uh, the share link, I should say, on the on the post part of the uh, on my Facebook wall. Right. Okay. So you, I actually have to direct people to do things and some people are just lazy some people don't want to share some people just don't get it other people willingly share right right because okay, uh, yeah go ahead no so again i want to reemphasize: don't overestimate the sophistication of your audience you have to direct them to do things it, gently you know you may want to do that well i i, I think back to the uh to mail to contact forms or newsletter subscription forms and the how much higher response rates uh, you get to people filling the information when there's something like an arrow pointing to where they need to fill in or yeah. someone, a woman standing there pointing or with their hands directing them towards, uh, towards the form. I think that people do, I don't know that they like to be told what to do, but they, when someone people direct, direct them, they, people, people generally take direction pretty well. Yeah. And that's just it. That's ex that's exactly the point. You just 
you can't take for granted that people know exactly what they're doing, especially when you're trying to engage them and you want them to do a specific thing. I want you to, you know, I would encourage every user or every listener, I should say, that's listening to this to check out Business Unusual. And, you know, my action would be submit a picture of a weird business or a link to a weird business. And you can do that on the on the Facebook page, uh, if you go to facebook.com forward slash business unusual or the website, but some people will just not know how to do it. Like, even if I said, do it here, some people are still like, is this the right place to do it? You know, that sort of thing. So you may have to have different touch points and different engagement points to engage different parts of your audience. Right. Right. So you don't really have a formula for reaching new fans, do you? Well, look, I have one little thing that I I did do that it's very old school meets new world, new marketing. What I did, and you could probably got one of these messages too, John. I said, look, hey, John, I saw that you uh, liked Business Unusual on Facebook. John, what do you think of it? And you'd say, oh, it's great. And I'd say, great. John, would you mind sharing this with your friends on Facebook? And he said, absolutely. And I, and then I told you specifically what I wanted you to do. I right. don't want you to share it to your wall, although that's great. I want you to send a message, like a Facebook message that would end up in their Facebook inbox. Okay. I wanted to send that message. Well, I called, I emailed, I called, you know, people who I know are fans or I know knew would support me. And I did what's called a bit of a, what I call a bit of a grassroots social okay. media campaign. And I basically just asked them, outright would you mind doing this and that was one of the great great bumps because i needed to get people that had a sphere of influence to start talking about my project right and i i don't underestimate that if you're just going to sit around and on your hands and wait for something to happen it's not as powerful if you say okay great my thing is up it's got compelling content do you like it yes would you mind sharing it no here's how i want you to do it that's yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes it is that simple, and we forget um, that it's that simple, or that you know, we do we do need to make some effort. And for me personally, I've had over over the years maybe a bit of a reluctance that um, to do that with my friends, like I don't want to bother them, or they're not going to like it, or you know, it's like getting over that, just having the confidence to go for it. And they yeah, they'll say yes, no, or maybe, and yeah. Uh, two of those are positive answers, and only one of them is a negative. So, um, do you use any of the social ads, the Facebook ad network? Have you? I have used. That? I have used Facebook ads, and uh, with mixed results. You know, I was a little disappointed. Now, I'm a pay-per-click guy. I came from that world, and I came from the direct response world. So it was a, it was a little disheartening my results with Facebook ads because. I'm not selling you anything on business unusual. Mm -hmm. I was simply like, you know, come here. It's kind of fun and entertaining. No, that wasn't the ad. I mean, that would be a terrible ad, but, <laughs> but, right. but that was essentially it. It wasn't, I didn't want you to do anything, but like become a really a follower of business unusual on Facebook. That's it. Okay. Right. And I was very disappointed by my, the ad, you know, the money that I put out versus the return in terms of followers. Right. Now, is that the follower's fault or the, the, the audience fault? No, it's my fault. Um, but I, I just, you know, I, I didn't find a great way. It gave me a bit of a bump, but it wasn't a wonderful thing. The best 
bang for my buck was calling people or emailing my my associates and saying, would you mind doing this? And I'll, I'll tell you, most people said it was it was okay as long as I wasn't pushing products through my my Facebook stuff. I was really just like entertaining people, and everybody said, yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Now, so does does the business unusual have a Facebook business page as well as your personal page? Yeah. So I have my so I have my own personal Facebook account, and then I have my own. Jason backs and I believe it's facebook.com forward slash Jason is backs B a X. That's it. And then business unusual has its own, what they used to call a fan page. Um, and it's facebook.com forward slash business unusual. So, and then I'll just go on because I, I think it's important that people know this. I don't want people, well, I do want followers via Facebook and those are kind of what I think of as subscribers right they're going to get my my unusual business updates maybe once a day on their wall okay and I want them to really share that around but I'm using that Facebook page to drive people off of Facebook into the website you see most people think oh I'm going to build a bunch of fans and then what followers are only great as long as they're willing to visit your website where the really where the real action happens anyway. Correct. Okay. Correct. So if I want them to take an action, the primary action I need people to do is once they're on Facebook, I need them to get off Facebook and check out my site to check out the other the businesses. And you're right, John. When somebody leave lands on my website, they don't spend 30 seconds. The average pe- person spends four and a half minutes. Wow. That's fantastic. I notice on your on your business, it is, your business unusual Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash business unusual. And I noticed that your profile picture is filled with information. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't, um, they don't have, they don't take full advantage of the, of the real estate afforded you there. How did you learn about that? You could use a I- bigger spa- space. I was watching, I was modeling other people who were successful and I fought, went to their pages, looked at their profile and thought, do I have to have some kind of status or pay for this to have my, it's really what I think of as a horizontal banner, what some people call skyscraper banner. It's, you know, a long rectangle. And, um, and I learned that by looking at other people. Uh, other people's fan pages, and I decided to incorporate it. Now, they've since changed Facebook a little bit, so I actually have to update that. But that arrow at the very bottom would point right like right down to the share this page. Right. I, right. Was, I wanted them to take that action. It was the last thing they saw was, you know, Jason Bax presents Business Unusual. What is it? It's the world's most unusual businesses. Here are some examples. And below, there was that, that, that action. That's how that goes. So by looking at that, image you know exactly what this page is about correct correct if it was about jason backs it would just be my picture and maybe what my message was right and i see but, that you have your you've done a little more formatting in your information uh which is i haven't seen that before where you have the website and you kind of set it apart correct and that's also for seo purposes i want a, a link in there i want people to basically click that link and go to my web page Okay. I want that link. Google likes it as well. The spider see it. It's 
it's a it's a backlink to my website. That's great. Um, you, the the name of the page, the fan page, also has you know one of the keywords or both the keywords unusual business business unusual. So I, that will help me rank as well. All those links are I don't I very rarely will post something directly from my computer right into Facebook. It's usually a link from my blog, this is very important, from my blog to Facebook. So really Facebook is just showing stuff from my blog. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. It show, Facebook, let me say it again, I, I use a link, the link to a post. I put that on Facebook so that Facebook is basically displaying the information from my blog. So every time I post an update on Facebook, it's really just another link to my blog. Okay. Which does what? Helps you with your search engine. That's rankings. right. That's right. And you know the, and also it leads people back to my website. Business More traffic. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And do you? Yeah. So do you? Are you using anything to automatically post to your to your page from your blog, or are you? I, yeah, I spent a lot of time in the beginning uh, playing with that. And to be honest, now I do it manually. I haven't found yet. I, I would recommend a solution for you, but I just, there are lots of them, but mm -hmm. I just didn't like it was the way they were being formatted. Okay. Right. When, when it did it automatically, I just didn't like the way it looked. So I've done it myself manually. Well, I think, I think sometimes we get enamored by this idea of we can do things automatically and we think that it doesn't require you know, and it's going to somehow save us time. And sometimes yeah. it's better to do things manually, especially in the beginning. So right. you understand what, exactly how you want it to look. And then if you find an automated solution, you can know whether it's going to do what it's supposed, you know, what it's going to do for you the way you want it to be done. That's exactly, exactly right. And then, you know, the ins and outs, because right. uh, there's, there's no point in posting something uh, it's actually quite complicated when you when you start doing it you, you, because you've got. I, I found it quite complicated. It was a bit of a, a puzzle to me, so I was really I had to do it manually just to figure out what was going on. Right now, do you allow your um, fans to upload video? Do you do you have any? Yeah, I do. I want people to interact. I mm -hmm. want people. I want other people to see that people are interacting as well. Now. Every once in a while, I get a bit of a spammer who has put something weird up there, like, I don't know, you know, come and buy these. Like, it's just not an unusual business. Is they're just trying to post something on the fan page in order to get other people's attention and get them to their website. They weren't really contributing. They are just kind of spamming. I don't, I don't know what the like term is on Facebook, but it, it felt spammy. And I, those ones I just sort of delete. It doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. And I do allow people to post. I want them to post. Right. I mean, the easiest way to post an idea or an unusual business that you find is literally to go in and put a link to the, the website or the product right on the page. Okay. What do you think was the biggest mistake you made getting started in using Facebook? <laughs> what was the biggest mistake I made in getting started? Um, well, I probably didn't spend enough time, you know, I was pretty enthusiastic about my project. I didn't spend enough time 
surfing around on other people's profiles, interacting, learning the etiquette, and, and following somebody's path who was really uh, a Facebook aficionado. I was kind of just looking, it was, it was too superficial what I was looking at. Uh, if I had to do it again, I would spend a lot more time following somebody's behavior and language and how they engaged people on Facebook. Right. Um, I, I thought I knew what I was doing and I'm, I'm learning all the time. There are some people who are fantastic at starting conversations. But I, uh, oh, the other thing is, I'll tell you the mistake I made is not following through on some of these things that yes. I was doing. I did some stuff, some, some, some pushes on things and I really didn't talk about it enough. Mm -hmm. I, I was being a little bit too timid. Okay. I wasn't really tooting my own horn. I wasn't, and I've started to do it now. So I'll, at least once a week, I'll tell people, hey, thanks for submitting things to Business Unusual. We appreciate it. Here's one that just came out from John Smiley. Right. So just saying that, celebrating these little things. Take uh, a friend of mine, Stefan, likes to, Stefan Stavaka says, it's turning the, making the insignificant significant. You know, so somebody submitting something is a, it's a big event, especially in the beginning. Yes. I also let people know, hey, by the way, other people are doing it. Why aren't you? Right. Do you have any thoughts on how one business can stand out from their competitors on Facebook? Well, first of all, uh, it goes back to the thing that I said at the very, very top, which is, do you have truly compelling content? Because there are a lot of people talking about the same thing and they don't put a lot of effort into their content. I would rather put out one amazing article a week or post or video or whatever than seven garbage ones. Right. 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 Um, then, and that's a little bit less stressful. You have to put out something every single day. It's low quality. It's, you know, it's the volume versus quality. Well, I think that uh, I'm interviewing you, but I think that um, my take on it is, is the more effort I put into to creating the content and crafting the content to sound like me or sound like what I want to convey, the more likely I'm going to find people who want to listen to what I have to say or that are better listeners of what I have to say, if that makes sense. It's if you yeah. put out trash, you know, or cheap. Trash, trash out, trash back. Right. And so, and, and if I, if I, if I put it out there and no one follows me, well, that's okay too, because it's, it just tells me I need to work more on my message. And that's absolutely right. You know, uh, some tips I would give you to uh, stand out from the pack is you need to have either one or all of the following. You need to have some funny content. People come into Facebook. It's conversations. One of the things people do use in conversation is jokes, stories, things. That's just a natural thing that people pass around. Okay. So funny content spreads virally. That's just since the dawn of time. Remember the chain letters and, you know, these kind of things, spoof and hoaxes, all those things work really well. So anything that's funny, great. Uh, something that's controversial, great. Right. You know, if you're going against the entire herd, then great. Um, something that is also uh, just shocking. 
Charlie Sheen stuff right now is a bit shocking. I mean, you could even call it funny, but it's more shocking. It's just that this guy seems seemingly, he may be a genius, but seemingly he's lost his mind. Okay. Yes. He seemingly has, and Mel Gibson is one person who's grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, the heat's <laughs> off. But so shocking things work as well. Okay. I, you know, I'm not talking about going out there and, you know, becoming a racist and or anything like that just to get, get or to stir up the pot. But, you know, things that are shocking, you know, fails, so, you know, people wiping out, crashes, uh, you know, a plane landing in the Hudson River, that gets passed around. Yes, yes, we can't, our eyes can't look away from the train wreck. That's compelling. So the, the big tip that that I would give you is that, and, and what I like to say is, when you're selling people, especially in social media, you're repelling them. So in order to really gain followers, gain an audience, you've got to be totally authentic, as you said. You've got to have uh, a great message. Hopefully it's controversial or it's funny or it's shocking. You got to put it out there and it's, and those three things make your content compelling. So when your content is compelling, you will tip, you will typically stand out. People will think, Oh, well, John, he's got another post and his stuff is always good or his stuff is always funny or he's always found the craziest things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I think you're doing a good job and I think that, the challenge. So, what would you say to to a business who might be a local, let's say, a local uh, restaurant? Mm -hmm. um, what type of advice or or an offline business uh, for using for using Facebook? Yeah, I would see what people do is they put up a fan page, like Starbucks puts up a fan page. Like, you know, really, what what's the value of Starbucks fan page? I mean, that's a that's a big company, and mm -hmm. their fan page is not doing all that hot for such a big budget. Okay, nobody wants to follow, and this is something I learned very very early on, by the way. Okay, I'll, I'll, nobody wants to follow the brand particularly. What mm -hmm. they like following is the person. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, somebody may be a fan of Starbucks, but what they may likely be more a fan of is the you know caffeine head john who lives in seattle and he drinks 10 starbucks a day you know that sort of thing like a character a right. person would like in my opinion and my experience because I, I i tried to promote sort of business unusual the 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 brand versus jason backs and it's kind of one and the same mm -hmm. right now people are more interested in in my voice and and and, and talking with a human being so when these local businesses what they do is they put up the you know their business fan page like my barber put up his business fan page and you're kind of like yeah okay right it Why? would be great if if your barber put up you know maybe if he had shots of haircuts gone wrong or exactly haircuts gone wrong so what people do the big mistake they make is they talk about their widget all the time versus the topic around their widget you know so is a, a perfect example haircuts gone wrong that's a great example i was going to say instead of talking about your restaurant you know put something up about uh uh the i i heard a story recently where a guy was wrestling with the idea whether or not he should have one of those monster steaks or prime rib you know so like you know have a contest around or an ongoing thing if you can eat this humongous 
piece of meat, you can have it for free. And right. then the fan page would likely be about that big hunk of meat. You know, mm. John Smiley, John Smiley's, you know, huge steak. I mean, that's even a bit naughty. It's a right. bit, it, it could catch on. Yes, and you could put, you could have a tab on your Facebook of, of people who have succeeded, and maybe even the ones who didn't make the cut. Exactly. Like this one, you know, well, there's a show right now called Man Versus Food. Um, so, and he, at the end, always says, you know, then the battle of man versus food, man won, or food won. So, I mean, it could be a picture with one of your customers trying to take down this massive steak and then lost. Hey, in the battle of man versus whatever, the big hunk of steak, hey, John lost, Jason lost, and, you know, sad face and sweating and yes, that they, sort of thing. That's more interesting than a fan page about your business that really nobody cares about. What they care about is uh, what's around your business. They care about drinking coffee. They drink care about designer coffee, things like that. They don't care about Starbucks. Correct. Correct. So, you know, the question you have to ask yourself or the listeners have to ask yourself is what what kind of things do would you want to talk about or what people would people want to share around your business, not just your business? Uh, there's a guy, you, you, you may have probably seen these, John. It's the utility kilts guys. Yes, yes. Hey, that's down in your area, I believe. Yes, it is. And they should have a fan page with men with kilts. I am sure they do. Yes. Men in kilts or men with kilts or men who love kilts. There you go. There you go. Maybe I should, uh, they may, I, I'm going to check and see if they do because I'd like to talk to them and interview them if, they, if in fact they do. You see there and let me know when they do that because now people are more interested in that. Now it just happens to indirectly sell the idea that maybe wearing a kilt is pretty cool. Right. Right. right? But it's more of a celebration. It's a, you're building a bit of a community there and take a picture of yourself in your kilt. Bang. They, in fact, they should take a picture of every guy who puts on a kilt in that place and put it up on the fan page. So what are some of the goals you have for Business Unusual on Facebook, your Business Unusual fan page? Well, obviously, to, to grow the audience of really, really enthusiastic people. I mean, there are people on there who just are not that enthusiastic. But I really want a, a community that just loves these businesses. They just love these ideas. They get an they have a good time. They get inspired. And people who really want to share it. I'd rather have, you know, 2,000 rabid fans than, let's say, 100,000 fake auto-generated, you know, whatever, fake accounts or, or people who are just not interested. You know, and it, it, the one thing you should know is that and where I think your audience should know, I think you already know this. Some people go around and generate, you know, they've got a lot of people following them. And sometimes that's a bit of a fake out. <laughs> right. It's not real. Some of these people have, have used tools. They've used services to get these followers. And the point is, there's no point in generating that many followers to your fan page if they're not going to do anything. Right. So my goal is to build a really passionate community and group of people who believe in just spreading the fun and sharing the bun. I, that's what my goal is. Now, are you using, are you developing a mail, a subscriber list for, uh, on your business unusual net and then following up with them with, I, with updates? That's a good question. I'm about to do that. I haven't done it yet. I was focusing really on Facebook. I, I got derailed the last part of 2010 so that is something that I want to do. 
although there, I find that people are much more reluctant to sign up sign up via email now. So right. I'm creating different ways for people to, you know, RSS feeds, Twitter, yes, uh, email. So I'm, I'm, I am in the midst of doing all these things, yes. Well, Jason, this is about Facebook and Twitter, and I and I have had I do tend to have more of a Facebook focus. But what is your Twitter? Do you have a Twitter account for? Um, I have a Twitter. I have a Twitter account, Jason Bax. Oh, sorry, Twitter.com forward slash Jason Bax, which is my personal. And then I have Twitter.com forward slash Business. That's B I Z or Z N. N E S S unusual. So it's business unusual dot or that's it. But and so now I haven't really even focused on pushing that business unusual Twitter profile. Um, because I was learning that people weren't really interested in following the the brand. They were more interested in following me. So I kind of just tie them together now. So all businesses off of my website go to B-I-Z, Nez, unusual, on Twitter, but I then retweet them into my Jason Bax profile. Okay, okay. And I noticed on your on your business, unusual.net site, that you do have a tweet button for yeah. people to tweet. To yeah, tweet. And, that's, and that they, I have a tweet button up in the top right, and I have one on every post. So, again, it's multiple ways that people can share the content. I, I, have, I have stumble upon, mix, dig. You know, and, and if your stuff is really, if you're sparking a conversation, you've got to have a way that people can quickly share your information onto those networks. Right. Well, um, so what would be the first thing you recommend our listeners do uh, after they've done listening uh, to our uh, call today? Well, that's a great question. I would make sure that you've got are we, are we assuming they have pages, or what? Are we, what, what point? Are uh, we? Well, if, let's assume they have a page. Let's assume they do have a page, or they have a, the they at least have the ability to know how to create a page. Okay. Well, let's say that. And I, John, I would say the first thing they should do is research their market or determine what audience they want to reach. That's number one. Do you want to reach tech geeks? Okay. Then you create the second thing you would do is create a really compelling piece of content around that would attract a real <laughs> true true tech geek you know and there's a guy that uh, who runs a this viral website and he created you know the it, i believe it was the the geek meter okay and uh, like how to know if you're really a truly geek or how much of a geek are you or something like that somebody who's a real geek want you know is proud of it. Thank you, Bill Gates. Yes. And uh, for making geek chic. And so he created this little thing that really promoted the other thing he was trying to sell. Um, you know, another example, the same guy, what he does is instead of going to buy ads, he's trying to promote a dating website. He created really uh, compelling, I believe there were cartoons. Okay. You know, eight, I believe one's called the eight phases of dating. So instead of creating an article about, you know, how to find uh, a date online or anything like that, he actually created a joke cartoon around the topic of dating because he oh. wanted to attract single people. Right, right. Very so his cool. Tactic, his compelling tactic was fun. Very so he fun. he created that date thing, and that's something that single people would likely share around to other people. 
okay, making it viral. So again, let me go back. You got to find, determine who your target is. Give me an example here and let's maybe come up with one on the fly. Um, me, I'm sorry. Yeah, you. An example of a market? Yeah. So uh, let's say a, uh, a boat, a boat seller. A boat seller. Okay. So, uh, okay. That's a good one. What kind of boats are we talking about? Uh, water skiing boat. Okay. Water. Okay. So then I would do, you know, you know, the tw I would go and spend some time researching the 12 craziest water skiing boats or the, the two 12 most over the top power boats on the planet okay these are just the, the ones that are you know quote unquote pimped right out i mean they're ridiculous nobody in their in their right mind should water ski, ski behind this this is an insane boat okay? okay i would find a bunch of pictures like that i would put it in one long post on your blog or your website um and i that that would be a piece of content that i think power boat enthusiasts or water skiing enthusiasts would share around right or maybe um Water ski wipeouts that are videotaped off YouTube or... Exactly, exactly. Okay. So, again, we're getting away from that. And, again, like I say, it's stop selling, start compelling. That's my whole message. If you go to jasonbacks.com, uh, that's my whole message. Just stop selling, start compelling. Don't sell the boat. Don't market the boat. Attract people who are interested in boats. Water ski wipeout would be a great one. Right. Uh, boat, boat crashes, maybe. Right. Uh, Stupid boating moments, you know, 12 stupid boating moments. Why a post like why you shouldn't drink when operating a motor vehicle? 10 reasons why you shouldn't drink when yes. operating, excuse me, operating a motorboat and then show these ridiculous boat crashes and things like that. Okay. Yeah. A list of how to be a good guest on a boat. So, that, yeah, things you should never do when invited on a boat trip. Yes. You know? <laughs> okay. All right. What do you see as the next? big trend in social networks do you have well, any thoughts well that's a that's a that's a good one well look i the overall trend is i think people are going to be tuning out of or at least the younger generation is really tuning out of tv they're dropping out of tv cable subscriptions dropped off i believe the first time in 2010 newspapers are dying so now with the advent of the iPad and all these other tablets, Kimballs and all these kind of things. With the advent of these things, I think we're moving towards more of a an interactive media. I don't want to just be told what to think anymore. I'm going to go and find information. I'm going to go. I want to interact with my entertainment. I want to leave comments and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So, you know, I think that it's what the trend. So I said that really to say this. The social media trend is I think they're going to start getting there'll be new social networks all over the place because of the success of past ones. And I think they'll be very, very focused, neat niche. I'm sorry I'm if I'm talking to Americans, niche, everybody else, niche social networks like Twitter. Twitter, for example, does one thing. These 140 character messages, period. Right. Now, I found that people who love Facebook don't like Twitter. It's just. You know, people who like texting love Twitter. Right. So I think what will happen is we'll start to segment the market into smaller, little, tiny markets. Marketlets, maybe. Yes. I, and, 
and they'll get even smaller and more focused. Um, and it's starting to really happen. And actually today on businessunusual.net, I actually just posted, a, it's called Supermarket Dating Site. And here's a good example of what the where I spotted it. It was called uh, uh, Power Mingling or, no, mass, excuse me, Mass Mingling. And it's the online world meshing with the online world. Okay. So, so I... So it would be people who are, you know, commuting to work. How can you find people to commute with? There would be a social network for that. Um, you know, LinkedIn is an example of just people who are professionals who want to network together. Meetup is people who are having meetings and you know want to network. With that. So I think it's going to get even more and more specific. Right. Well, I I tend to think it's. In the beginning of television, there was like three channels, and so they had control of the entire television population was divided between three networks. Mm -hmm. And then today, there's hundreds of channels, and yet there's nothing on, but there's, <laughs> hun there's yeah. hundreds of channels. But I can sort quickly through uh, the channels that I want to watch. Yeah. And I, and so I believe what you're talking about multiple network, multiple social networks. I think if there's a, if eventually there will be a way that you can have the one big network like Facebook, but then you should be able to shift between relatively easily through an aggregator to these other. If you're a boater, a network about boating, or if you're a foodie, a network about food, mm -hmm. and uh, and somehow where you know someone can aggregate these different networks so that you can go through one interface, mm -hmm. a la a television set, um, where it's just point and click with a remote. So I agree. I think that there's definitely going to be a lot more uh, networks. It's just going to see how how it how it shapes up and and shakes out. Well, and. Even people who, like myself, are saying, well, you know what, maybe just letting people comment on my website is not enough. Um, maybe letting them create an account is not enough, uh, or just a, a, an account so they can comment. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to have their own businessunusual.net forward slash John Smiley, and they, it would be like their Facebook page on my website. Right. And they want to be a contributor. So, I mean, that's really could be the next phase of this for me where it becomes uh, somewhat of a social network and it becomes a community of people who love spotting unusual businesses. Okay. Well, I think that um, we're going to be wrapping things up. Uh, for So listeners can find out more about you at jasonbax.com and Bax is B-A-X.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Or businessunusual.net where they can learn about the bun. And um, I really appreciate the time you took. I, I think I learned a lot and I enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. And I hope I, you know, I hope everybody learned a lot. And to be honest, I learned a lot by talking about it and rehashing it out. So I get a lot of benefit out of it as well. All right. Well, I'm going to say goodbye for now and join us uh, on our next podcast for another fun interview. And again, this, this podcast was brought to you by the daily marketer.com and Till next time, keep networking.